Hey everybody, happy Tuesday. Welcome back to the Awkward Mom Podcast. I'm Katie McNamara and this week I am talking about communication and how important it is to foster a healthy sense of communication within your home. Not only to communicate fairly, but also teaching kids how to communicate healthfully and have a healthy understanding of what communication should be. There's a few things that kind of brought this on. One is um, some instances within my own relationship with my husband and um, just observations from there, but also a lot of people that I spend time around and kind of noticing certain things from each relationship, whether interacting with them directly or stories um, from my friends about relationships that they're currently dealing with. So I think it's an important thing to bring up. It is February, the month of love. It's also Black History Month, so that is a wonderful thing. Um, But being that, you know, we've got Valentine's Day coming up, I really want to focus on this month of the awkward mom is love relationships kindness and um, the thing that keeps the world turning right love kindness um, open healthy relationships and when we do disagree how can we do that in a way where everyone feels heard but um, and we get our points across preferably in a non overly confrontational way. So, also, with the new info of Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, I listened to this audio tape that leaked out, and there are things to be gleaned from from this audio sample, which really furthered my choice to make this episode about communication. So, don't forget to subscribe, like, rate, review, and share with a parent that you love. You can find this podcast on Spotify, not just Anchor, but also Apple and Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Last.fm. So, go ahead and find your favorite podcast dispensary and rate, review, and subscribe there. Hop on over to theawkwardmom.com and sign up with the newsletter, Love Letter, which comes out the last day of every month. And it will compile not only all of the episodes from The Awkward Mom, but also some pretty stunning content relating to these pieces. So, it's just me and Decca D here talking about communication next on The Awkward Mom Podcast. So, it is February, the month of love. And what goes hand in hand with love? Communication. I know what you were thinking, and you're nasty, but communication, it's important if you're going to have any sort of relationship, and it doesn't matter what relationship, but if it's one that you value and you love, communication is important. It's an important skill, and it's something that you can feel good about not being good at because a lot of people aren't, it turns out. I had had a last... Over the last few weeks, I've had taken issues with the way that I was communicating in in my family with my kids and with my partner. And what I've noticed is 
more often than not, if there is a problem, um, like an, like an argument or a disagreement, even between the girls, it's usually based on a misunderstanding or a lack of communication. And I'm talking about myself here. I'm talking about everybody. I think it's important to <clears throat> be able to communicate the things that we want, the things that we expect from other people clearly. You know, I have been guilty and I'm sure a lot of a lot of people have um where you know it's that age old like I'm not going to tell you what's wrong. You have to guess what's wrong, but you should already know what's wrong type of scenario and you know there's times where I've sat back and thought about it and it's like you know what that's not but that's not fair and it's not um it's not realistic people aren't mind readers and so for for instance for me to be upset about something and and Jordan has no idea what the problem is but I expect him to know that. It's very interesting how different men and women think. And, you know, in, in my mind, it was like, well, so this thing happened, which was a pretty big deal. How would you not understand that I'm not still upset about said thing? But if I, but guys, I don't think they don't communicate in the same way. I have to pretty much spell out what's the problem is. And then it's like, okay, then something can be done about it. Um, but, you know, I was talking to a few different people about how their relationships work, or we were kind of like venting between each other, rather, and talking about the communications between our relationships with our partners and and. Overall, like I'm talking like coworkers, like everybody. So not just a, even clients at work. And um, the thing that became most apparent and obvious right away was the fact that when we thought about the, 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 the communication that we saw as children growing up, we realized that it wasn't healthy whether it be yelling or whatever. And I, it made me think, you know, because I'm always talking about the lead by example, and especially with my girls, like, you know, I, I try my best to, to stop myself when I'm with, within anything. If I'm doing something, you know, they're not little adults. You have to stop and think about what a child sees and what, you know, leading by example. Am I doing what I'm expecting them to do? Or am I just telling them to do something and expecting them to just pick it up and understand it? And then I thought back about how I saw communication in my household as a kid and how that translates over to being an adult. That has to be a huge factor in how you communicate as as an as a as a grown up. So, 
it takes, if we're talking about communication between partners, really anybody, but that's where I'm thinking, it almost takes the realization of knowing that you are not communicating effectively in the first place and then prompting yourself to change that behavior. And until one or both people are willing to do that, and usually it is both people because it takes two to tango, but until both people are willing to sit down and look and see, okay, I'm not being um, upfront. I am being vague. I'm not doing this. Or I'm avoiding um, confrontation. Um, I've experienced someone that I interact with who avoids problems um, instead of facing them. And the problem... I've had to explain that the problem doesn't go away when you don't talk about the problem. It just kind of builds up and it becomes worse. So it would require that person to realize I can't just, I'm not burying my head in the sand. I guess, I guess that's what you could say in or and hope that these problems just wish themselves away. And so it takes somebody to realize that and making those changes to communicate effectively. But it does. It is a two-person thing. Came across this pretty sweet article from Lifehack. Lifehack is a really good um, lifehack.org. It's a great website. I don't know if you've ever used it. But if not, I, it's highly worth looking into. This has a great um, how to improve communication relationships, increase intimacy. And um, it starts off with, you know, giving you signs about, do you need to improve your communication? Probably. Um, what effective communication really means and how to improve communication in your relationships. And among researching communication within couples and communicating as far between children and from parent to child it how to improve your communication your relationships it's it extends among everything it seems like everything has the same basic fundamentals in order to foster a healthy sense of communication signs you need to improve communication having trouble getting through to your spouse talk about the same issue over and over again without coming to an agreement unable to have a decent conversation without turning it into an argument you fear bringing up certain topics you don't talk meaningful about anything anymore these are really good points the first one, you're having trouble getting through to your spouse. You talk about the same issue over and over again. I think that has to do with the being heard aspect. I think a lot of times when we're communicating with whoever, we tend, I know I've done this, I will speak and then it's the other person's turn and they're speaking and I'm thinking about how to rebuttal against the other person's argument. Well, that's not listening and that's not active listening. It's not respectful to the other person, but it's also you're not hearing 
what they're saying. So that, in turn, can cause a lot of repeat arguments, a lot of fights um, that come up after they've been put to rest because you didn't actually hear, you know, what, what your partner or parent or child was saying. Um, so when we're breaking down what communication actually looks like, um, there, like I said, there's a basic, there are basic principles to what that actually looks like. Being clearly understood and understanding the person that you're, you're communicating with and, a lot of different sites are saying th- things that I've looked up. It's not only just about understanding who you're speaking with, but it's also reaffirming that back to them, validating their argument, their opinion, their feelings, acknowledging their feelings, acknowledging their argument. And I really try to do this. And I've been, my goal for 2020 is being a better listener and actually caring about what people are saying. Even if it seems like something that's trivial or mundane to you, it means something to somebody else. And it could be simple. And I do this a lot with clients at work because I'm really trying to build my rapport at work. You know, being behind the chair as a stylist, communication is like 95% of the job because unless somebody gives me the feeling of zip it, I don't feel like talking, most people do want to talk. And my job that I've made it my job is not just to have your generic banter back and forth. Sometimes you have to do that because it's some people just, I don't know. But for most of my clients, I genuinely try to ask and listen and ask, how was your day? How was work? You know, most of these people, when I work Wednesday, Thursday evenings, they're getting out of work and everybody's day is done. Mine is just beginning at work. How was your day? How was your day at work? And actually listening to that, making them feel understood. When your child comes home, and that's another thing, getting into my child's day, asking them, how was school? You know, and delving into what was good about it. What didn't you like about it? That was a a good tactic, for the lack of a better word, and speaking to your kids about their day at school. What was your favorite thing? What was your least favorite thing? And it's a great segue into a whole conversation you probably didn't even know about. Um, they make a good point in life hack that effective communication is tough on the issue, but soft on the person. And that, that, I felt that that resonated with me because it's like, that's how we should deal. You know, whenever we're going into communicating with somebody, we're talking, especially if we're debating. That's why, you know, I, I, with the whole political race these past few years and the few years coming up, people really get angry when we're talking about politics, especially when we're talking about their favorite politicians and 
criticizing um, criticizing politicians that we might find favorable or vice versa. And people get really triggered and hurt because people really, politics especially, really hardwire their personality to their political ideals. And it's it can be a very touchy subject. So most of the time I don't talk about that stuff at work, but if I should go there, communication is tough on the issue, soft on the person. I don't have to agree with my dad, who is a Donald Trump supporter. I don't have to agree with my dad, and I've had this conversation with him. I don't agree with Donald Trump. I'm I'm not a fan. But just because I don't agree with him, it has nothing to do with you as a person. Tough on the issue, soft on the person. I want my dad to feel like he his opinion is valid, valid even though it's wrong. No, I'm just kidding. It's not wrong. It's his opinion. Um, dad, I love you. I was totally joking. Um, but no, seriously, like he is allowed to vote for Donald Trump. He is allowed to like his ideals. He's allowed to relate to what he's saying. You know, I can't be triggered by the fact that I'm not a fan of it. And he is entitled to that opinion. Just like, you know, he doesn't want to offend me. He talks about things. He's like, I don't want to offend you, but Bernie Sanders, this X, Y, Z, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, dad, you're not offending me because I, I don't, attach every fiber of my being and personality with to the point where I'm offended by having a conversation with somebody else on politics. It's not worth it to me. I'd rather have a good relationship with my dad than have politics drive a wedge between that, if that makes sense. You know, I can tell him things like, I am, I don't like this about what Donald Trump is doing. Tough on the issue. But I love you, Dad, and I'm, you know, I'm willing to agree to disagree. Soft on the person. So there's a lot of points here that the Life Hack article brings up, which I'm not going to list everything because it's a great article. I think you should read it. I will include it in the show notes so that you can check it out. But um, I think a few of them is active listening. Um, That goes back to repeating what somebody has said, making it show them that they are being heard and also actually listening so that they are heard and we don't have to sit and daydream while they're speaking your kids are talking and their little day is important to them. And I try to remember that. And I try so hard. This whole parenting thing is so difficult because you forget, you forget what it's like to be a kid. You know, I'm 34 now and I try so hard to remember like back in my last episode, convo with a kiddo about school and how Dylan says she's bored and, as a parent, it's defeating because it's like, well, you shouldn't be bored. It's school. Don't you like school? And I did like school as a kid, but I was also pretty bored. And it's about remembering that. So um, 
understanding her feelings about school, even if she says over and over that she's bored, it's still something that means something to her. Um, tolerating your silence. That's a huge one for me. And it's so hard for me to work on, but I am trying, um, be, I have to be quiet. There's so many times I get excited and I just want to jump in there and add to the conversation, but I need to hold back. And that's a useful communication thing too, because there's plenty of opportunity to be involved in the dialogue, but giving it a minute, it allows us to sit and marinate on what this person's saying and what we really truly want to say about, about the subject or the topic at hand. So ways that I try to promote healthy conversations with it between my girls is I, if Quinn and Dylan are, are fighting about something or they're just arguing, I have had almost like take me back to high school days, like a peer mediation. It's important that I show them that each side needs to be heard. And what I strive to have happen is we sit down and we actually talk about what each person is upset about and doing exactly, you know, as I stated before, you know, let Quinn or let Dylan speak, let her say everything she has to say. And then Quinn, you go ahead and you say your piece and then I, I try to minimally jump in and say, well, do you understand where Dylan's coming from? Do you understand why Quinn is upset right now? And it's this healthy back and forth of quiet, um, but important dialogue between the girls. And it's also validating their feelings, right? Like, yeah, you're upset about this. You are absolutely 110% okay to be upset about this. You should be upset about this. I would be upset about this. What you don't have the right to do is hate your sister or take said toy or throw said temp toy temper tantrum or toy. So it's also important for me to also bring up how I am trying to change my dialogue too when I am disagreeing with them or with my, with Jordan, because, you know, at age old thing, like they lead by example. So I, I like to point out my shortcomings to my kids and say, look, when I did this, I was wrong. Don't do this thing. I shouldn't have done that because X, Y, Z, or dad shouldn't have done this because X, Y, Z, you know? And showing them the errors that we've made hopefully makes it a little bit more forgiving. Like, hey, my parents are telling me that 
even they mess up. Maybe it's okay that we're not perfect or we're not, you know, we make mistakes in order to grow a healthier sense of communication. And that's important to me. I would like to get to the point where they can sit down themselves and kind of talk as best they can between each other. It's really hard too. people, you know, it's a human nature thing. If they don't agree with something and they're upset about something, they might start yelling. You know, I yell, my Jordan yells, like sometimes we're human. We lose our patience. But the best thing is to wrangle in all these strong emotions and sit down and show them how to communicate effectively. And that starts between me interacting with us, Jordan and I interacting with each other as well as um, the kids. So this whole, whole thing with Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. Now I listened to this phone, this uh, audio clip. I heard it last night on the Philip DeFranco show. And then I delved in a little bit more into it because I thought this thing was over. I actually will start out by saying that I I didn't even, I don't really know the, the ins and outs of this thing. I don't really pay attention too much to the Hollywood thing, just what I hear in passing or whatever's on YouTube or hot trending news, whatever. So I, I hadn't heard anything about it. So I was just like, whatever. And then this audio clip comes out. And uh, so I listened to a good portion, if not more, well, more than two thirds of this, this audio clip. And there were some interesting takeaways from, from this conversation that I noticed. And it also goes back to what I was talking about earlier is, you know, when I'm listening to, to Amber Heard talking to Johnny Depp about these, this abuse that's going on in the relationship, I kind of, you know, I'm thinking while listening to her, okay, well, where did that come from? How did you learn that? Or why, you know, is that how your parents, you know, obviously I don't know her. So I'm like speculating here, but is that how you, you were taught to communicate? Because in this, in this audio clip, most of the dialogue comes from Amber Heard and it's not very good. Like, it, it makes her look guilty of abusing him. And I don't think that he just didn't do anything. But it's very clear in the in the audio that he has tried... He tries to leave a situation when there's violence in the home. And she's not okay with it. She's very adamant about you're up and leaving me. You know, you don't finish a fight. You just up and walk away. You're a coward. You're being, and he's just basically like, yeah, cause I don't want to put my hands on you and I don't, and I love you and I don't want to ruin our marriage. And, um, I'm removing myself from this toxic situation right here. And, um, and I don't want to be involved in it. And there's a lot of things in the conversation that Amber is saying, which sound very toxic and um, very manipulative. There's even a point that I 
because I read the comments of the YouTube of a YouTube video that I was watching about 20 minutes in you hear like a pill bottle rattling and he's like what's this and she's like oh it's your your Xanax or something here you take it you seem a little frazzled and somebody in the comments sent, sent section made a good um case about like oh yeah here's your Xanax because it's easier to gaslight you when you're out of it and I'm like whoa that's a whole new thing that I did not even didn't even think about but that opens up a whole new can of worms and I am not a psychology major I have not gone to school for psychology so I can't I'm not even about to diagnose anybody nor the tactics alleged tactics she uses on Johnny Depp to manipulate or take control of the argument but it is clear that in this audio clip that the communication is strewn way off the interesting things to note between the two is in the audio clip amber is very accusatory she's very angry she's the mo she's talking the most between the two of them she's name calling she is um insulting him to the point where he's ready to end the conversation more than once because it's the last time you're going to insult me is pretty much what he's saying and um it was interesting because the entire clip which is like an hour Johnny Depp does not interrupt her unless he is answering a question of which she has asked him which she often dismantles and picks apart and avoids and then goes after him for doing the same thing of which accuses him of doing the thing she does. And um, he is quiet. He lets her talk. He never once insults her. She, he basically is pleading with her in this, in this audio clip about like, look, I love you. You're my wife. I don't want a divorce. Like, but if we're in a toxic, abusive relationship, we have to split up and you've been punching me. And there's a point where she's talking about, I open hand slapped you or I, just, I was hitting you. I wasn't punching you. Well, you still put your hands on him, whatever you want to call it. And then she says, I don't remember how my hand was bunched up. So if you want to see an interesting take on communication. I urge you guys to listen to maybe a little bit of the clip and see exactly because the old saying, the weakest argument makes the loudest noise is blaring here in this video, in this audio clip. So it's definitely worth a listen, but it just goes to show how important healthy communication is because somewhere along the line amber had to communicate with physical violence with yelling with chasing him around um chasing him into where he barricaded himself into the bathroom so he could remove himself but she barged through the door at one point i guess and and hit him in the head with the door so Clearly, that's not healthy communication, but that was learned somehow. And so I guess all I'm getting at is the importance of striving to communicate healthfully. And also, that would go hand in hand with placing boundaries on those who cannot communicate healthfully, especially in front of your children. So, like, if you know that um, 
uh, a boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, family member, it doesn't matter, is not communicating in a way that is productive to teaching your kids a healthy communicate communicative relationship, then it's best to remove yourself and your children, obviously, um, from that situation. So takeaways on all this, keep a positive outlook on any communication that you have, even if it turns out to be one that is high conflict. You know, if you really love somebody and you really love the person that you're communicating with, keep a positive outlook on the end result of being understood and understanding the other person. Make it your goal, because I'm making it mine, to sit and hear the person for maybe the first time and actually sit down and put yourself in somebody else's place so we can emphasize, um, excuse me, empathize and really understand where people are coming from because ultimately that's how we get our points across. That's how we get closer to changing people's mind Um, a new thought process being given to somebody else who would normally be resistant. That's how you do it. And you, it's, it's hard to do that when both sides are defensive and, um, and angry. That is the episode on communication this week. I know I kind of went on a tangent, but I will include um, the life hack article in the show notes. And I have a YouTube channel up. I did post a three-minute video on uh, a brush that I previewed on Instagram, which is amazing. It's great for curly hair. So if you want to see that review, you can hop over there and check it out. Also, we'll be posting a... Uh, video on a Glossier makeup set that I got for Christmas. Thank you to my sister-in-law, Isabel, for that sweet, sweet gift card. You are amazing. But like always, hop over to the Instagram and the Pinterest page at The Awkward Mom and Pinterest The Awkward Mom Podcast. You can check out the Facebook at uh, The Awkward Mom. And don't forget to sign up for Love Letter at TheAwkwardMom.com. So go over to the um, newsletter sign up form and enter in your information and you'll be greeted by a sweet little thank you email for doing so. And as always, please share with a parent, rate, review, subscribe. It's your favorite podcast dispensary. Thank you so much for listening. I will see you next week. Have a wonderful rest of your week. Bye.